are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to another Monday edition of Locked On NBA, the biggest stories with the local experts. I'm your Monday host, Jackson Gatlin, also host of Locked On Rockets right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today we'll be joined by Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs to discuss Victor Wembanyama's much anticipated Spurs debut, how different he looked from game 1 to game 2 here in Summer League and how he's handling the expectations so far in his career. Then we'll be joined by Kuka Hill from Locked On Pistons to discuss the Detroit Pistons stacked Summer League roster including rookies Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser, as well as some sophomores making their return to a summer league, including Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran, and what those guys are hoping to get out of the experience. And lastly, as the host of Locked on Rockets, Jackson Gatlin, I'll be breaking down Amon Thompson versus Scoot Henderson in their respective summer league debuts, both unfortunately being cut short due to injuries and how Jabari Smith Jr. looks like he's finally turning a corner. Now, as always, thank you so much for making Locked on NBA part of your day every single day. Your first listen every single day, free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Joining us now to break down Victor Wimbenyama's Summer League debut first couple games is none other than the host of Locked on Spurs, Jeff Garcia, who you can track down wherever you listen to your podcast and on YouTube. Just search Locked on Spurs. And Jeff, the guy, the moment that everybody has been waiting for, everybody's showing up to Vegas. This place has been a packed house to watch one guy, Victor Wimbenyama, play basketball. Let's start with game one because he had a massive game too, but things didn't look phenomenal there in game one so break it down for us what did you see happening for victor on the court and and kind of how he was processing how he looked there in that first debut for the spurs yeah yeah he looked gassed i was like that's not the Wimby i know you know playing out in the you know the french league and uh, sure enough you know post game he said it himself that he was tired the exhaustion and conditioning and you know mixing in with players he hasn't even really got a chance to practice with so you give him a pass. You took it with a grain of salt. Apparently, Jackson, by the way, he's a bust after game one. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, look, yeah, it's, it's summer league, so everybody's yeah, going to yeah, overreact yeah, after one yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I spoke with this in a Locked On uh, Network uh, show saying, like, look, after game one, it's been like, just pump the brakes, man, because heading into summer league play, no matter if they play the full four games or the, he plays all four games or the fifth game, no matter what. There was just no wiggle room, no matter how he plays. If he plays the way he played in game one, we got, we got, oh, he's a bust. If he played the way he plays tonight right now, oh, he's great. But what if he does it again in the third game? So you really have to take these games with a grain of salt to the point of just seeing incremental improvement. That's all you want. We saw that tremendously in game two, a double you know, figure scoring, double figure rebounding, taking threes. I like the fact that he was a lot more aggressive. He wasn't looking for his teammates first. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. Go for it. Wimby, perfect. Get some clean, crisp passes in game one. But I want him to assert himself to prove that he can will a team to win. And he almost did it in game two versus Portland. So took threes, check. You know, that defense. I mean, Jackson, is it? not too out of a limb to say this first team might be one of the best defensive teams with him, Sohan, Devin, Trey Jones, Keldon Johnson, the, the, you know, Zach Collins in the middle. Uh, and I just, think just the, the length being here, seeing yeah. it in person and seeing how much space he occupies exactly. on the floor. And, yeah. and again, he had, he had five blocks game one. He had sure. three blocks in the second game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely is making his impact right. felt on the defensive side. It's yeah. absurd. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think you take this with a big grain of salt, though, no matter what. One, because you still got to couch that it is summer league. You still got to keep that in mind. You know, can he do this when the ball goes up for real in the regular season? I think he can, but I, I don't think these games we saw tonight uh, versus Portland summer league play perhaps won't come as frequently to start the season, but I think they will become more frequent as the season moves on and he gets comfortable in the NBA system, playing against NBA, you know, players versus summer league players, no knock on them, you know, but they're fighting for a job right now and they're not the the talent level he's going to face in a few short months. Also too, you got to give him, um, you know, just as much as we're going to give him, you know, the benefit of the doubt in game one, you also get a benefit of the doubt in game two, because now you got to see, can he do it again? Like what's going to be his rubber? You know, they, they can fight him. There's a rubber match. You know, what's going to be his rubber game? How's he going to look in the next game if he does play at all? Also like the fact too, that uh, I know that I'm, my heart's going to be stopping every time he falls on the floor because he fell on the floor in the first half. I think every game he does that, I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, because he just looks so frail and you saw, Sometimes that strength factor is not on his side right now. In the first uh, quarter, we saw a Blazer guy just literally go up to him and say, thank you, pick the ball from him. And you see where he's struggling to grip it. Uh, you saw that, you know, in game one, uh, Charlotte Hornet player, you know, bodied him and dropped to the floor. That strength is going to come, but it's going to be very exploited um, in well when the regular season starts. And you, you you touched on this a moment ago, but just yeah. kind of the expectations that are being placed on Wimby at this point. How do you see him kind of handling those expectations? Like even just here, right? You know, normally summer yeah. league they have you know a couple little little you know stalls set up for the post game interviews. They're very informal. Everybody's standing. You know, yeah. small little crowds. They dedicated a whole room yes. to Wimbenyama. You know, a whole press conference room for him to sit down at a legitimate mm -hmm. table and and all that. He has this gravitas about him. How do you see him kind of handling these expectations yeah. so far in in media settings, addressing yeah. reporters, that kind of stuff. So far with ease. Uh, I was at NBA Draft Media Day, same situation. The hotel, they gave him an entire floor. You know, your Scoot Hendersons, your Brandon Millers, they were on the third floor, mixed in with everybody else. No, Wemby had his own floor. It was like I was going to the finals game. That's what it felt like. So you even look at San Antonio, you know, when they've had some, uh, some uh, press conference, same thing, wasn't informal. It was a formal table everybody getting rolls raise your hand microphone to you so i think he's used to this i think uh you know that's not going to be an issue with him as far as dealing with media and, and and the spotlight and everything and and that's the thing too in game one although it wasn't that you know great of a game and it was it was good it was okay it was a flash of the fundamentals that he's going to bring to the uh to the spurs uh even then he didn't let the spotlight get to him i didn't see that he was forcing himself to like, oh, all these people showed up and you know, thousands of dollars of tickets are being sold. I better do something to get their money's worth. No, played within his game, even though it was not that great of a game. And then in game two versus Portland, really showed out, really let the, uh, you know, I just like that. He was just so, you know, taking the ball, you know, even when he missed the dunk, you know, you saw him drive in game one to the rim. I'm like bracing myself. Here it comes, that Wimby dunk that we're going to expect. And he'll dish off. They were nice dishes. But I'm like, oh, Wimby, can you do that? Game two, same thing. Got, got some guy, drove to the paint. I'm like, yes, go for it. Don't pass it up. And he attempted it. So I like that. I like that he just got to get that aggressiveness going. What's one more thing, depending on how many more summer league games Wimby ultimately yeah. plays, if he does play the next one, what's one more thing you'd hope you want to see out of him before summer league is over? Yeah, free throws. Free throws. Uh, you know, I like to see that uh, uptick a little bit uh, better. 
I believe. What did he have in uh, what the uh, free throws? He went uh, seven for uh, twelve. Is that correct? Uh, so fifty-eight uh, percent shooting in game two. He, you know, he bricked his first two, three free throw shots. Those are easy money points right there. So we'd like to see him work on that. Also, too, just the usual, get stronger, get in that gym, you know, get your core stronger, Wimby, because they're coming for you. Also, too, I'd like to see him finish with more authority than normal. We saw him in French League really attack the rim. In game two, he did, but he was more playing off like a rebound, miss rebound, grab it and go up. There's some plays in the French League we saw him drive and just finish. Like, just finish. Keep on going. Keep on going. So I want him to keep that aggression going, work on the free throws, and continue to get stronger. How will Victor Wembanyama continue to look in Summer League? You'll have us covered for all of that and more over at Locked On Spurs. Jeff, I appreciate you stopping by Locked On NBA with me. Anytime. Coming up, the Detroit Pistons have a stacked summer league roster, including rookies Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser, as well as sophomores returning to summer league action in Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran. How are they playing so far? What are the expectations for those guys and more? We're going to get there in just one second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. If you're finally taking that summer vacation that you've been planning but dreading on buying all of the necessities before you take off, it's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return, enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure that you are beating inflation no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers as well when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and so many more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the App Store or Google Play Store and use code LOCKED. And continuing on here at Locked On NBA, as always, thank you so much for making Locked On NBA part of your day every single day. Be sure to stay tuned in throughout the week as we have you covered for all of the summer league action right here at Locked On NBA. Joining us now is the host of Locked On Pistons, Kuka Hill. You can track down wherever you listen to your podcast and on YouTube. Just search Locked On Pistons and Koo. The Pistons have a loaded summer league roster here this offseason couple rookies asar thompson marcus sasser we're going to get to those guys here in just a moment they've also brought back some second year guys getting some extra summer league burn let's start with asar thompson and how he's looked through two games in your eyes and the things that you're looking to see out of him as summer league continues uh, i think asar has done exactly what a lot of people that were high on him pre-draft um he's done exactly those things he's been a great connector off ball he's been showing off his playmaking, especially in transition. It feels like almost every time he gets the ball in transition, you're getting like a Magic Johnson type of highlight pass from him. So I think he's showcasing that stuff. Um, I'm hoping that as you start to see some of the second-year guys like start to get pulled from Summer League, you start to see him have the ball in his hands a little bit more because he is playing a lot off-ball. He is expected to play off-ball a lot this upcoming season, but part of the reason why I was high on him at the fifth overall pick is because I bought his self-creation on-ball uh, creation upside. And we haven't really got the chance to see him really do it at all um, thus far because the ball's been in Jane Ivey's hands. The ball's been in Duran's hands. The ball's been given to Wiseman. So um, I think he's – and especially defense too. Asar has been great defensively. So um, I think what you knew were his positives heading into this, he showed those things. And I hope that you start to see a little bit more of the unknown things that I was high on. Um, in these last few games. 
Yeah, I'm a little surprised too. I really did think that we were going to see him maybe handling the rock a little bit more, but it has it has been a lot of those second year guys kind of coming coming back in. How important is this as an opportunity for guys like Ivy, like Wiseman, like Durant to really get some of this extra run? We were talking about it, you know, a couple other guys, a couple other locked on guys here at Summer League, just the fact that there are a lot of second year players. In fact, I think basically the entire lottery from this past draft, 2022, everybody except Bancaro and I think Daniels, Dyson Daniels is playing currently in summer league. So what are you looking for out of those, those second year guys and hoping to see from them? Well, first of all, I think it's really cool that we got a lot of second year guys coming back and playing. I, I said this on locked on Pistons a few days ago with Howard Beck, that if I was an NBA player, I'd be playing almost every year. Like basketball is fun to play. I love to play basketball. And if I can go play basketball five on five setting and for like two weeks at Las Vegas, like, why not? Like, I, I love playing basketball. I'm sure these guys obviously love playing basketball. I think it's super cool to see. Um, but for the Pistons second year guys, I, I personally, I don't know how much, um, I'm, I'm not sure how much. Jane how much, how much stock to put into it or what? Yeah. I don't know how much Jane Ivy's really gaining from playing in the second year of summer league. Like it gets to a point where like, he's not, I don't feel like he's really adding anything. Like I think he's, He's done what you expect Jane Ivy to do. The first game he was rough, he was rusty, but like the second game, yeah, he looked like Jane Ivy. So I don't really know what he's getting from this, to be honest. But do you think? Do you think there's a chance that Ivy's out there to kind of make life a little bit easier for the other guys to kind of set them up a little bit more? Yeah, that that could that could be the case because they don't really have a point guard on the roster, and some would say Ivy isn't really a point guard. But I guess he's like your best option right now, like to run the thing summer league wise. And maybe that's what they're out there trying to get him to do. Get some more reps on ball as a point guard, whatever. Um, but Duran though, Jalen Duran, there is some stuff that he needs to be, or that they have him trying to do out there. That's been really impressive. Him taking the ball off a defensive rebound, going down the court and off a live dribble, throwing it ahead to Asar Thompson off a live dribble, getting all the way to the rim off a live dribble, making a kick to the corner. Like you're seeing him as a center, do some things that we saw flashed a little bit last season. You're starting to see them give him that kind of kind of uh, uh, freedom to try to do it in summer league. He's not going to be doing that as a lot during the regular season, but you get to see that, okay, that's something that's in there that you can kind of like develop, and eventually you'll see him one day maybe handling the rock a little bit more. Maybe you see some DHOs, some, some offense ran through him at the elbows eventually in the NBA. So I think what you're seeing from Durant as a passer off the dribble himself, um, I think it's been actually really impressive. And then are you just going to leave Wiseman off, who is currently the the running, I guess, reclamation project at this point, trying to see if they can uh, rehabilitate some value there? So Wiseman actually, Wiseman's technically in his fourth year, and he's in this summer league. So he's, he's yeah, he doesn't he doesn't even get to count be counted as a sophomore, man. He's a, he's a full blown senior at this point. Right, right. He's he's one of those guys that what do they call him fourth year seniors or whatever. Oh guys, man. But but look, I don't have no problem with him playing in summer league. He doesn't have a lot of reps, and again, I, personally, I play almost every year just to have some fun. So I don't have any problems with people coming back to play summer league, and he needs the reps. He hasn't played a lot at all in the NBA. Um, because of injuries and playing for Golden State and not getting in the rotation, etc. So I have no problems with him playing in summer league. The way they're using him and the way he's playing, I wouldn't say has been very encouraging because, like, everyone knows Wiseman, if you ask him to, play, to press the X button, he'll press the X button. Like, he, he'll shoot the basketball. He can score the basketball if, you, if he wants to go and try to score the basketball, especially against nine NBA comp. But what he needs to improve on is defense, 
processing defenses, making the right decisions, making the right passes, boxing out, and and overall feel for the game. Like that's the kind of stuff you want to see him improving on. I don't know if you like are seeing a big jump in that right now. You're just seeing him get more opportunities to shoot the basketball, which I don't think is what you need to be seeing from him in summer league. If he was going to play summer league, I'd be putting him in situations where he's being forced to make reads and make passes and make the right decisions instead of just, hey, post me up, I'm going to shoot the basketball. What's crazy is you're seeing a lineup, right, but with, with, with Ivy, with Asar, with uh, Jalen Duran, and then with Wiseman. You could very easily see that lineup plus Cade actually get some legitimate yeah. minutes for the Pistons this upcoming season. So you're basically seeing like almost a full-blown NBA squad rolled out And despite here. that, your Rockets just, just decide to drop. Well, you guys got up with, what, 29 at one point? Hey man, Jabari Smith Jr. He might have turned the corner here. We're, we're, you see we're, what he said to Cade after after scoring on Wiseman? I actually did not. What did he say to he, Cade? He turned to uh, so Cade, Killian, Stu, and Monty Morris are sideline after he hit that three on uh, Wiseman. I think like his fourth bucket on Wiseman or something. He turned to them and said he cannot guard me at all and was like getting crazy with it oh man he, he he said he said that he was going back and forth a lot during the game and oh, that he, he was, was. He, he said afterwards he said if he was mic'd up you would have had to bleep out the whole thing because of how much he was talking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look there's one other guy here i want your quick thoughts on marcus sasser you know he, shout out houston product right and, and kind of the vision for how he fits in and, and what the pistons are hoping to get out of him so marcus sasser is interesting because he's definitely someone Right after Asar, he was number two for me who I'm watching for this summer league because the Pistons, he almost was like a luxury pick because they have a lot of guards. They they didn't necessarily need a guard, but Weaver and the front office really very much liked him, and they traded up to get another first-round pick just to draft him. Um, and he's a four-year senior, or a four-year guy, not four-year senior, a four-year guy coming back to, out. Back to the four-year seniors. Yeah. <laughs> A four-year guy coming out of college, 22 years old. He's older than Killian Hayes. He's older than Kay Cunningham. He's older than Jane Ivey. He's the same age, I believe, as Wiseman. So this is not a guy who needs supposedly is going to need like lots of reps to learn how to play. He's a guy you're expecting to be able to come in, be able to contribute in the ways he he can contribute right away. So like what I'm looking forward to in summer league was, okay, show me that you're like a guy where oh yeah, he's an NBA player. He'll be able to do like you may struggle at some things. But like, oh, your point of attack defense while you were drafted, yeah, I see that. Off-ball shooting, your your creation when it comes to isolation, like um, creating your own shot, like you can do that. Okay, I can see that. Okay, he'll be able to play for us to start the season. The first game, he was okay. He was fine. This past game, I, I hope he finishes strong because for a guy, again, who's 22 years old, who's a four-year college guy, you expect to be ready now, you probably expect him to be like, I don't want to say dominating the competition, I, but clearly above the competition he's playing against. And I don't know if you can say that's been the case so far, which is a little bit, I don't want to say it's concerning, but it's just something to keep your eye on, I'd say, at this point. It's unfortunately unfortunate that we missed out on the sibling rivalry between Amin and Asar Thompson in the Rockets. We got enough rivalry going on. With hey this man, game. don't don't this... look. No, we we have a peace agreement, a peace treaty between Rockets and Pistons fans. Come on, we cannot backtrack that at this point. But of course, you're gonna have us covered for everything more. The breakdowns of summer league, how these young guys are developing, what they look like in Pistons jerseys over at Locked On Pistons. Ku, I appreciate you stopping by Locked On NBA with me. Appreciate you. Coming up, Scoot Henderson and Amin Thompson faced off in their summer league debuts. How did they look before both of them, unfortunately, leaving early due to injury? And also, Jabari Smith Jr. finally turning a corner. We're going to get there in just one moment.
And final segment here at Locked On NBA Monday. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On NBA part of your day, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, including YouTube. And now it's the host of Locked on Rockets, me, Jackson Gatlin, who you can track down wherever you listen to your podcasts and on YouTube. Just search Locked on Rockets. Going to break down Scoot Henderson versus Amon Thompson, their respective summer league debuts going at each other head to head in Rockets Blazers, as well as Jabari Smith Jr. seemingly turning the corner, currently leading all scorers in Vegas summer league with a couple of really impressive back-to-back performances through these first couple games. Let's start with the matchup between Scoot Henderson and Amon Thompson, the two guards at the top of this past year's NBA draft. These two guys, seeing them play and go at each other in person, head-to-head, was nothing short of incredibly exciting. They were going at each other early in this game, Rockets-Blazers, Scoot Henderson would come down the court, bring the ball up and and dice up his his opponent and kind of get to that get some get to some really tough mid-range shots, some high degree of difficulty on some of the moves that he was making. He was facilitating at a, at a high level. And then Amon Thompson on the other end, they'd come that he would come back and he would answer. Like Scoot Henderson would come down, hit a shot, then Amon Thompson would come down on the other end, drive the ball in and absorb contact and finish at the rim. Those two guys were absolutely going back and forth, back and forth early in this game. And what stood out from both of them honestly, is that they both look so comfortable and confident running their respective offensive units. I mean, Scoot Henderson, I won't say I won't say they look like veterans out there, but they just had like this air of confidence in the decisions that they were making on the floor, the different things that they were trying to accomplish. Scoot Henderson sharing the backcourt with Shaden Sharp, and then Amon Thompson running the show for the Houston Rockets both looked really, really solid. There was a point though where those guys were, you know, matched up. And you see Amon Thompson with Scoot Henderson, like leaning on him, trying to, you know, chase after a rebound. And Amon Thompson is every bit uh, that listed height, six foot seven. And Scoot Henderson just kind of he's just he's just towering over Scoot Henderson in this uh, in this photograph. And even on the court, you see it in action, right, where Amon Thompson is deciding to make a play and he can see over the top of the defense. He's got this insane level of vision that is unique for a guy that size to be able to execute some of the things that he was doing on the court. He had a number of these like insane one-handed like whip passes or like hook shot kind of passes that were actually delivered on the money to his teammates. He would, he could have easily walked away with double digit assist numbers in this first summer league game. Had it not been for some of those, uh, some of those really creative passes, not, you know, ultimately panning out either they're leading to fouls or just guys, unfortunately whiffing on some threes or on the pick and roll with Jay Huff, the center for the Houston Rockets moments like that. But you have to be incredibly encouraged both Rockets fans and Blazers fans out of what you saw with both of these young guards completely on display in game one of Vegas summer league. Now it's really unfortunate that both of them will have their summer league summer leagues cut short. Unfortunately, Scoot Henderson injuring his shoulder and then Amon Thompson late in the game with under 60 seconds to go contesting a shot at the rim, went up, landed a couple blazers players fell on top of him. Uh, looked like a, a really badly sprained ankle. So unfortunately both players look to be sitting out the rest of Vegas summer league, which is unfortunate given how, uh, exciting their back and forth matchup was in that very first game. Now, the reason the Rockets actually walked away with the win in this first summer league game was none other than Jabari Smith Jr., who finished the night with 33 points, but it didn't look like he was actually going to be able to do that based on how the night actually started. He was really rough around the edges in the first half. And then just 
things kind of calmed down. He settled in, and he dropped 29 points in the second half of this game, including the game-winning three-pointer with 0.6 seconds left on the clock. An absolutely insane buzzer beater to wrap up this first game for the Houston Rockets. Tari Eason gets the inbound. Jabari Smith Jr. catches the ball right at the top of the key. Turns, doesn't even have time to lower his and actually get down into his regular shot. Turns, shoots it, and it's hits nothing but bottom. And the Rockets walk away with the 199 victory. And then he carried that momentum, that success, that second half success leading to 33 points into game two of Summer League, where he dominated with another 38-point performance, just looked a cut above every other player on the floor against the Detroit Pistons. He was getting whatever he wanted offensively, and he's shown the best development for Jabari Smith Jr. at this point. And one of the knocks on him coming out last year you know, in the draft was he's not a guy who's really going to be able to create or manufacture his own shot or put the ball on the floor, right? Kind of a shaky handle, essentially, was one of the biggest knocks on him. But so far through two summer league games, and you take it with a grain of salt because it is summer league, he has been able to put the ball on the floor and make things happen, whether it's putting the ball on the floor and getting to his spots on the floor and then elevating or driving hard, putting his head down, absorbing contact and finishing at the rim or just drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line. Currently, he leads all summer league scorers, averaging 35 and a half points per contest through those first two summer league games. He said after the second summer league game, the win against the Detroit Pistons, that he's absolutely going for summer league MVP, summer league championship. And he wants to continue building on the success so far through the first two games talked about why he was even in Summer League to begin with. There are a lot of sophomore players that are back in Vegas Summer League this season. And Jabari basically said, look, I'm 20 years old. Why wouldn't I play Summer League? I'm coming off a year that wasn't great. I had a lot of struggles in my rookie year. We were 22 and 60 as a team. He understands and views this as an opportunity to grow and develop. And that's exactly the kind of thing you want to hear from one of your potential franchise cornerstones if you're the Houston Rockets. So for more musings on the Houston Rockets and how they're navigating Vegas Summer League, be sure to check me out over at Locked On Rockets. That's going to do it for another Monday edition of Locked On NBA. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also available on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked On NBA. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. But as always, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to having you back right here at Locked On NBA, the biggest story with the local experts.